Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a show about dogs and a depressing article. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. There's plenty in the news that can depress you. I actually realized this a long time ago. It's not that that complex or crazy, but I was in my early 20s and I was like, what am I doing reading the news? It, it's, it, just, it just bums me out. Now, again, this is not a new concept. There's some people that say, hey, you know, it's good to be informed. It's good to read the news. And, and that's fine. I, I'm, I don't criticize those people. But some people get what I'm saying. And they're like, yeah, I don't read I don't read the news either. They're just they're just upset by it. Just there's no way you can you can manage it. So there are some people that read it and they're upset by it and they accept that, but they think the trade-off of being informed is important. And there are some people that are so upset by it they're just they just stop reading it. They're like, "What? Well, I can't I can't read this." And I think those are both fine positions. But my position has actually kind of changed. A little bit in that I read the news a little bit now it's kind of hard not to it's kind of hard to not be curious about what's going on in the world especially considering all of the horrendous things that are happening so I do read the news a little bit but I'm not really that affected by it and this causes some problems for me specifically with people that that I'm communicating with that I'm close with because they'll present a piece of information or a piece of news and and I'll kind of be apathetic to it just I'm just bleh, it doesn't really hmm. and and that's a problem because people are like this is really sad or this is really a problem or can you believe this is happening and I for a while now, I've thought that there was something that kind of short-circuited in my head and just, I just, I didn't care anymore. And I felt like a really bad person because if you do, if you do dwell on any of it, God, it gets really dark. You know, if you dwell on any of the little personal, personal side stories where someone got, you know, oh God, murdered or... I can't go into them. I mean, if you if you really stop and think about it, it's all really really sad. But I think there's there's something else that's going on. And I've only just recently kind of figured it out, and it's it's kind of like dogs. Because I I thought of this just a couple days ago. So dogs are dogs are dogs, and we all love dogs. God bless them. And I was watching a show uh, with my boys, and it was about these rescue dogs that this company takes, and he tra they train these rescue dogs to be these search dogs. And they they have this giant rubble pile in the middle of nowhere. Giant, I mean, like several acres, and we're talking concrete and giant tubes, and just, it looks like, I mean. It looks like a building collapsed, a giant one, and there's stuff everywhere, and there's school buses, and 
whatnot. So there are hundreds and hundreds of places for people to hide in this in this man-made rubber pot, rubble pile. And the trainers train these dogs to be able to sniff out the the people hiding. And they'll of course be heroic and go into real disaster zones like tornadoes or earthquakes or or worse. And and find human beings and save them. And they do this all with their nose. It's amazing. I mean, dogs have very sensitive hearing. That's fine. But they're not using their hearing here to hear somebody breathing. They're, they're using their noses to find human beings. <laughs> I was thinking about how insanely sensitive a dog's nose must be to be able to find a human being in a pile of rubble, acres and acres large. Like, how are you going to do that? And again, dogs' noses are something like, some dogs, uh, not all, but some dogs, they're like 10,000 times more sensitive than our noses are. It's unbelievable. And it, it literally is unbelievable because you can't really comprehend it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like bees seeing some degree of infrared. Like you can't comprehend what seeing infrared looks like or seeing a pollination of a, of a flower just by staring at it from like 10 feet away. You can't understand these things, but bees can. So I was thinking about this dog. And instantly I thought about if you're a dog with the degree of sensitivity of your nose, 10,000 times greater than mine, why the hell would you smell other dogs' butts? <laughs> Right, or like, why would you stick your nose in dog poo? Like, God. And it's true. It's true. Dogs stink, and dog poo stinks. And they, like, eat dog poo and vomit, and they just, oh, they smell each other's butts all the time. And and it killed me. Because I was like, what are you doing? And it, this show just brought it back to me. I was like, God, if, if I could smell things like that, I would never smell... I would never smell dog poo. I would never smell a dog's butt. I, I would be so far away from them that I would never, ever, ever want to smell that because it just smells crappy. <laughs> and and it really brought me back to what what I was thinking with the news. And here's the thing. Dogs have a sensitivity and a nuance with smells that I can't understand. But they understand smells in a far greater way than I do. Now, when I smell something, I'm like, well, that smells good or it smells bad. And that's it. I have no nuance. Dog crap smells like dog crap. And that's terrible. And a wonderful plate of pasta smells like a wonderful plate of pasta. There is no middle ground. It's great. But that's not the world for dogs. The world for dogs is infinitely more gray. The world for dogs is infinitely more nuanced and delicate. And and it's not just good or bad. And that's kind of the world of news to me. Now, I'm not saying I'm some kind of information genius in the slightest but what I do have is a pretty good imagination. I have a pretty good way of comprehending nuances or seeing through just dog poo or plate of pasta. 
it's kind of like, what's in there? There's something else here. And, and that's what has allowed me to dispassionately sift through media. And the classic example that, that I've been, I've had rattling around my head for some time now is the, is the Paris Climate Accord. And I am all for improving the environment. And when our president pulled the United States out of the Paris Climate Accord, the environmental pact, I was, I was initially really bothered by it. I'm like, God, why? God, we're making progress. And then I read a legal brief on this, a 45-page legal brief on the legality of the Climate Accord. And this paper outlined the position that it wasn't legal to enter into in the first place. The reason it wasn't legal in this paper's opinion was because the Paris Climate Accord reduced states' rights. It reduced the state's ability to, to govern themselves independent of other people, which is not illegal. But what is illegal is doing it without giving the Senate a decision. That was the position of the paper, which is, hey, look, you can do this, but there are proper channels you have to go through. You have to give the Senate a vote. And if you don't give it a vote, that's a problem. And instantly I was like, well, shoot, that makes a whole lot of sense. Like, you can have the Paris Climate Accord. You can have the state's ability to pollute the world and, and manufacture certain things. You can have that reined in. But we can't give that decision to somebody outside of our country without allowing people to vote on it. Like, we can enter into this stuff and agree to whatever some committee in Germany decides. We can do that, but we have to allow people to say, like, yeah, I agree to do that. And that made a lot of sense to me. And all of a sudden, I'm like, well, maybe there are nuances to this. And that's how I see a lot of things. There are so many things today in the media, and there are so many things on the national level that just smell like dog shit initially. And they're presented that way. And there are also giant bowls of amazing pasta that are presented that way. Oh, doesn't this smell good? Or, oh, doesn't that smell bad? It's just binary. It's just black and white. But I think they stay black and white because there's a failure for people to see the gray. Just like dogs. If you don't develop your sensitivity and nuance to smell and distinction to what's going on in the air around you and recognize that it's all not just pasta or dog shit. If you develop that, you can have the knowledge of what's going on in the news, but you can also look at it from a different position where you're not super upset by it. You can develop a, well, maybe kind of position. And ultimately, I think that's something that's very important because it allows you to get, get a deeper understanding of what's really going on. Just like dogs sniffing dog butts. I've never done it. 
I'm never going to do it. But I know the dog is trying to figure something out. And it can sift through all this shit to get there. And it can do it happily. And maybe that's a good thing. So the next time you see something that seems really crappy, maybe maybe think about what a dog does, what a dog has to go through to really get to the bottom of a situation. Take a step back. Try to conceptualize a gray area. And maybe you'll be as happy as those little puppies running around the park. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.